friends and welcome to the secret podcast at service of change where we challenge reality question that we've been taught and hope to inspire a new direction of thought to bring about change i'm your host dennis nappy the second with service of change where you can read my book for free i am human and we are not who we think we are today i'm going to talk about something that is just blowing up on everyone's social media you seem to see headlines about this everywhere you look trump The Trump effect, Donald Trump. Love him or hate him, he's in your face. What is happening? What I want to get into today is not so much what Donald Trump is doing or has done, uh, but I want to talk more about what it's bringing out in people and what I believe is some level of influence or manipulation that is occurring among most Americans today, that, and I think this has been going on for a long time, and I'm going to refer to some other uh, discussions that I've had on the show that are very relevant to this uh, scene as it's unfolding. I've tried very hard not to get involved in politics on this show. The show's not about politics. I, I, I hate politics. I always have. Um, so, you know, I'm going to stay away from the politics of it and, and you know, who I'm in favor of and who I'm not. But there's something, if you can take a step back for a minute, take a step back from whatever your personal feelings are, whether you're for them, against them, or for someone else, and just listen. Listen to what I'm going to tell you about the ways that people are influenced, and it might surprise you, and you might hopefully change your mind on doing something differently, which is my goal. Okay, so, you know, we see this and what comes to my mind when I see all the stuff and I get it, there's a lot of propaganda out there by both sides. But when you see this propaganda, I feel like I'm watching the Hunger Games. And I've heard this analysis made several times. You know, if Trump wins, we're going to have the Hunger Games on TV. But when you stop and think about it, I remember in the 80s, there was a movie that came out starring Arnold Schwarzenegger called The Running Man. And that was basically the Hunger Games. You know, it was a futuristic society. I think it was set, you know, some, somewhere around now. And when people would get accused of a crime, I think was, was the, uh, the issue, you know, the federal government would accuse them of a crime. They'd have to engage in this, uh, this game where the contestants would be shot into the, the you know, this beat up um, town and the, the, I guess the game players, almost like American gladiators, would then have different ways to kill them. They, you know, they'd have different exotic weapons. There'd be all this showmanship and these fancy costumes, and they'd execute these people. 
and the crowd went wild. People would just cheer because the media made this guy look like such an animal, such a jerk for the things that he allegedly did. Let's kill him publicly and let's laugh and cheer about it. And then you have the Hunger Games that came out, and it's the same concept. If you've seen it, if you've read the books, okay, these people are ripped from their homes, or thrown into a you know the simulated little uh, arena. That's the word I've been looking for, arena, and forced to kill each other. And people cheer, you know. Uh, um, so. I kind of feel like that's what's happening today. And, you know, I'm not the, David Icke said this a couple years ago. Hey, this is what's coming, you know, and that stuff's tough to swallow when David throws that stuff out there because it, it, it seems so out there, but the guy's usually always right. You know, so just take a look for a minute at, at simple things like the knockout game and how popular that got. Kids walking around filming themselves, punching people to knock them out. Men punching women, kids punching old ladies, old men for a game that then gets put on the internet and watched how many millions and millions of times, okay? My point is, this stuff is happening. It should not be news to you, but there's more to it. There's a, and a couple things that I, that I want to explore about this, and I think that Trump's rhetoric and Trump's momentum that he has going now, it really has... A life, let me use the term, a vibration, a frequency of itself. And I want you to refer back to some of the previous podcasts that I've done that I'm going to mention in this show today. Okay, you know, and, and I, I encourage you, the best place to find everything that I've done uh, since the summer, I think there's about 40 episodes right now, is on the YouTube channel. You can find the link at servicechange.com. Just click to YouTube. I do have a majority of these up through SoundCloud and through iTunes. And of course, you can find the archives on serviceofchange.com as well. Um, but YouTube's your easiest place to go find uh, the list of them. Like I said, you have some of these on uh, SoundCloud and, and that service of change and on iTunes and stuff also. But I, I want to I talk about some of these things that we see happening. Okay, what, what things that have been uncovered, let's say the past 20, 30 years, but known for much longer, uh, is an ability to influence human emotion and ultimately human behavior. Now, this is the core of my research for food for the archons. Now, you can take it or leave it if you buy into the fact that, that I'm claiming that, hey, there's a parasite that feeds off of human emotions. You don't have to buy into that to buy into the science behind some of this stuff that is influencing human behavior. Whatever the motive is, whatever the reason is, it's happening. And people are being lulled and harmonized with this frequency, with this vibration. I did a show over the summer about the Maharishi effect. And basically what the Maharishi effect is, is you know, a small group of people were able to meditate and hold feelings of peace within their heart. I think this was in the 80s. I don't have my notes in front of me for this one. I'm sorry, but go look it up. Uh, they were able to hold feelings of peace in their heart and project that out. And they found measurable decreases in acts of violence in war-term countries. I think the, the focus was on Lebanon. I think terrorist attacks went down, bombings went down, shootings went down. Peace increased for the time that they were doing these meditations. So consciousness, conscious intent through the frequency of your heart can influence behavior, can influence violence. Okay, now I'm saying that because the Institute of Heart Math has done has been doing a lot of research on the electromagnetic field that is generated from your heart. 
they're finding that emotions are actually generated in your heart and based on the, there's different, I'm not a scientist and I've read this a thousand times because I'm putting it in my book, but I'm not going to explain it as well as probably one of the researchers can. But the different type of pulse waves that generate between each each beat of your heart, uh, depending on the emotion you have, have a different level of uh, frequency or electromagnetic spectrum. And that communicates with your brain faster than the pulse wave that rushes through your blood gets to your brain. So there's an electromagnetic signal saying, I feel this emotion going from your heart to your brain. That electromagnetic field that is generated in your heart also projects outwardly into the universe. They can measure the field, I think, up to five feet, but that's just the extent of the measurement tools. It goes much further. Now, what they're, they're finding is that, you know, I, I, I've said it before, I'm an empath. I feel other people's emotions. And as I'm reading this science now, I'm saying, wow, this is not just some floozy, I'm stink, I'm psychic, I can, this is science that says some of us are more in tune to some of the natural rhythms of our body that can detect different things. These different rhythms, these different electromagnetic fields have different sensations when we encounter them, much like the best way I can explain it, if you walk into a room and you can tell whether it's hot or cold, okay? So when you're feeling these different pulsations, these different fields, I I sense them. I'm not the strongest in the world. I know some people who are very strong and and can really read stuff, but, you know, I I can definitely pick up on emotions of other people um, and I don't have to be in the same room with them. We're feeling the changes in the electromagnetic field. Now, I'm going to read a little bit from my book here. And again, it's just a rough draft right here. But in a study by Roland McCready, PhD at the HeartMath Research Center, Institute of HeartMath, titled The Energetic Heart, Bioelectromagnetic Interactions Within and Between People, the findings indicate the capability of humans to communicate with others by way of electromagnetic fields that carry emotional information. According to the study, the heart generates the largest electromagnetic field in the body. Electrical field as measured in an electrocardiogram is about 60 times greater in amplitude than the brain waves recorded in an electroencephalogram, EEG. The magnetic component of the heart's field, which is around 5,000 times stronger than that produced by the brain, is not impeded by tissues and can be measured several feet away from the body. We've also found that clear rhythmic patterns and beat-to-beat heart rate variability are distinctly altered when different emotions are experienced. These changes in electromagnetic sound pressure and blood pressure waves produced by the cardiac rhythm actively are felt by every cell in the body, further supporting the heart's role as a global internal synchronizing signal. The study found that when in deep conversation, people begin to synchronize their movements, postures, vocal pitch, speaking rates, and length of pauses between responses. A University of California Berkeley study by Leeson and Gottman found that during empathetic interactions, married couples were able to mimic their partner's physiology while empathizing with them. They found that during these interactions, the heart rates of each spouse would both increase and decrease at the same time. Now, That is important. Think about it, okay? We are able to harmonize with one another. And this is what I think attributes to the, what they call the mob mentality. If there's something that you're open to, I am angry because of the state of affairs that this country's in. Trump is talking to all of those bleeding hearts. He is verbally empathizing with everybody, allowing them to sink in together collectively with this field that's generating that's growing that's getting stronger it's a it's a like a tuning fork and everybody's starting to vibrate on the same pitch that's what i'm seeing right now 
And that pitch is not necessarily good, but that harmony feels so good. It feels right because we're all resonating with it together and it keeps getting stronger and stronger and we're riding the wave. That's what I see is happening. This, I think, is the science behind it. Why certain people are like, whoa, why are you endorsing this? Well, because they have these feelings of being upset already and now this is harmonizing with it and it builds and it builds and now everybody's in sync and it's just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. That's what I'm personally theorizing that's happening based on a lot of the research that I've been doing out there. And I think this is important to understand because if you can understand how this works, you can do something about it. You can change that frequency. You can change that electromagnetic field output. How? Let's go back to the Maharishi effect. You can meditate. You can calm yourself down. You can find another way to get that same feeling of satisfaction that you're getting from that resonance. Go volunteer, write a book, go talk to somebody about this, go out and help somebody. But this wave of building tension and anger that is coming out of this, that's bringing out the worst in people, in my, in my opinion. And it's scary, and like I said, I think there's a science behind it. Now, what I talk about in, in Food for the Archons is that I think that this is being influenced, again, by some level of, of archontic forces that, that feed off of all this turmoil and strife. And, and in speaking of that, this isn't the first time that this has happened. We've looked at, you know, you've seen the comparisons to Nazi Germany. I wasn't there. I didn't live during that time. I'm not an expert on that time period. I only know what the little bit of information that I've, that I've personally studied. It does seem that there are some parallels to that with the hatred toward the Jews, with Hitler, Hitler's rise to power, you know, the, the, the failing government, all that stuff. But you go back even further. I mean, look at things like the Crusades. Look at the genocide that was committed against the Native American people when Columbus arrived in the United States. Okay? So this stuff continues to happen in this world. And yet we are failing to recognize the root cause of that problem because we're failing to recognize who we are and our connection to the earth and to the, to the universe around us. And because of that, we are being manipulated or we're manipulating ourselves. Either way, we could be doing much, much better. So I know it seems, listen, I'm coming to you with a background as, a, as an intelligence soldier, as a police officer, and as an urban educator. I have those instincts to get up and to fight and to defend myself. You know, I was in the, some of the most violent schools in Pennsylvania. You know, I understand, you know, the, the anger that's there. And I have that drive to help these students find a better way, But you know, in violent situations. And I guess my point is that I understand I, I have walked down that road. I will meet violence with violence. I'm ready to give my life. I, I, I've been there. And let me tell you something, you may get immediate results sometimes, but there's a ripple effect that in the long run is not good for us. We need to find a better way. And until we can find a way around that, and I think that these studies that I'm talking about, they don't have the big bang emotional payoff that many of us want right now. That feeling of, man, I just punched that guy in the face and I feel so good because I won the fight. You don't get that. You're diffusing your anger and you're putting it into something more productive and more creative. So you don't have that. It's almost like that, that high from, from doing a drug. You don't get that. But you get something else. And it, and it compensates. It really does. 
but it's hard to break that addiction. It's almost an addictive need to have that emotional payoff. Now, is that us or is that us being influenced to drive for that? Well, I found some real life examples of parasites that influence the chemicals in the human brain that may cause you to take certain risks and do certain things. I mean, it's this is real stuff. I'm telling you, there is good stuff coming in, in Food for the Archons. It's going to be eye-opening for everybody. Okay. And one last thing, I did a show uh, two weeks ago about the Milgram experiment. And what that study showed was that 65% of people participating in a study where they thought they were the teacher and another participant was a learner were willing to administer a harmful electric shock, multiple electric shocks to a student simply because they got an answer wrong because a Authority told them to do so. Okay? What I'm saying is people were in some cases were willing to kill. 65, 65% of people were willing to kill. 100% of people were willing to, to injure people in this study because an authority said so. We are wired for this type of hardship, for this type of Hunger Games scenario that may be coming. Now, I'm not fear-mongering. Please don't take it as that because I'm giving real solutions. I'm trying to spread awareness. Hey, this is what's happening, but there's stuff you can do about it. Yeah, it's scary when you just focus on it. Oh my gosh, this is happening. It's so bad, but there's stuff you can do about it. Start meditating five minutes every morning. Oh, I'm terrible at meditating. Start with five minutes. Start with two minutes every morning. Look up videos on YouTube. Find ways to... to Look in yourself and change your electromagnetic output. And you will find you're changing the way you do things in life, changing the way you behave in life. You're changing the way you influence other people. Let that become a ripple effect. Instead of feeding into the frenzy, Trump, Hillary, Sanders, who, whoever, we all know that no matter who we get, it's still going to suck because we keep doing the same thing. We keep doing the same stuff, choosing between the lesser of two evils. It's time to break that cycle and start choosing your own way. And you can do that peacefully. Otherwise, this cycle is going to continue. You know, like I said, the Crusades, the, uh, the, the, the conquistadors when they came through, um, you know, we had World War II. We have this ongoing war. We have the Muslims being made the, the new, you know, the new enemy uh, of the people of the world. I mean, there's the writings on the wall. And we need to take a step back and realize, we're, again, we're being manipulated for what? Because at the end of the day, we all lose if we go down that road. You may get some freedom or right or watch somebody else be oppressed who you have this absolute hatred for. And that may last for a little while, but what are we leaving behind for our children? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm going to get down off my soapbox now. Sorry if I got a little heated on this one. It's just something that I feel passionately about. I've been, I've been studying this stuff for, for quite some time. Uh, and the solution can be so simple. It really can be. And I'm not doing enough. There's more that I can be doing out there and that I'm going to be trying to uh, as well. And I hope that we'll all make this journey together. I'd love to hear from you. You can always send me an email. Uh, I'd love it if you signed up for the secret newsletter. It goes out just about every week. Uh, not only do you get the podcast uh, and show notes sent right to your inbox, but you also get exclusive content and commentary from me. And uh, it's a great way for me to connect with my readers. It's the best way for, for me to connect with my readers because social media, you know, they, they want you to pay for promotions and stuff. They don't show you all my stuff to everybody, really, which is the problem. 
So uh, the newsletter is a direct link from me to you. You can send me an email. You can tell me what your thoughts are. But we also have, I've created a Goodreads discussion forum where you can talk about the show as well. If you don't want to send the email, go to Goodreads. Go, actually, just go to servicechange.com. Click on the forum tab at the top, and you can talk about the show. You can share your opinions and, uh, and share some information that way and connect with other listeners and other readers. It's a great way. It's, it's a new forum, so please uh, be patient as, as it continues to grow. But I'd love you to be a part of it uh, and keep this discussion going because this is important stuff that we're putting out there. Uh, important dots that are being connected and puzzle pieces that are being put together. And again, you can subscribe to the show through SoundCloud. You can listen on. We're also up on iTunes and on YouTube as well. And always you can find us at servicechange.com. Don't forget to click the top uh, logo at the top and get the free Service of Change app where you can listen to the show right from the app as well. So a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, If you want to support the show, click on that bookstore tab and uh, purchase one of our books through Service of Change dot com uh, and that also helps that goes right to uh, to the show and, and it helps this this little operation we have going on here so again this show i hope did not scare you uh, i hope it just opened your mind and gave you some hope because that's what this book has done this book food for the archons when i started writing it was was me writing out of despair i'm so afraid that there's no hope in this world and as i began to do the research i i couldn't deny hey there is a real shot here There is real hope for us out there. We just need to better understand it and learn how to access it. And we do that by first understanding ourselves. That's why that first book, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are, it's a free book. It's designed to challenge you to question who you are, your role in this world, and your relationship to the greater universe around you. That's all the time I have. I'm Dennis Nappy II with Service of Change, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I challenge you to be that change, never stop questioning, and keep an open mind. Thank you. Seekers.